Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindres Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. I'm Clint Buck. And I'm Mary Adair. At Branscombe Law, our clients come first. Our talented and dedicated lawyers and staff take pride in offering solid legal solutions to individuals and their businesses. Our attorneys focus on a variety of legal practice areas, including litigation, real estate, water law, employment, energy, corporate formation, and estate planning. Our team is ready to serve you and your legal needs. Visit us at BranscomLaw.com for more information. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Welcome to God and our dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at God and our dogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now, here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and our dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show reveal God in new ways. We look in the mirror of our dogs. In the reflection, we find aha moments bringing to light a deeper understanding of love, value, purpose, and belonging. Find us at GodInOurDogs.com. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube, where you will find bonus material from our guests. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is Jacques DeBose. Jacques is Regional Director, Grassroots West, with the Wounded Warrior Project. His dogs would introduce him as my dad, who lets me take him for walks and loves to play fetch. Welcome, Jacques. Thanks, Meg. It's great to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you, and we I can't wait to learn more about your dogs. My favorite dogs. I've had dogs all my life. I've been a real fortunate person for that. Growing up, I had Fritz and a basset hound named Cass, but Fritz was, he was my partner. He looked out for me. He was always there for me. He would jump the fence and follow me to school and show up, and the principal would call my mom and say, Fritz is at school again. And so, <laughs> How big was the fence? <laughs> it was six, a little over six foot. We oh, had to wow. extend it because he could just bounce right over it with no problem but even the extension was no problem for him oh gosh he was a pole jumper he should have entered the olympic i wonder if akc will come up you know they've got dock diving maybe it'll be fence jumping that would be awesome it'd be a great sport to watch yeah what kind of dog was he he was a beautiful weimaraner i didn't know they could jump like a lot of them couldn't but he sure could (laughs) he was determined you could see it in his eyes oh my goodness he was determined to follow you you all were bonded weren't you we were yeah so you told me a really cool story about fritz and him coming to your defense one day what happened he did he's definitely came to my rescue so we i was in my front yard kind of on the side playing and a a bully who lived down the end of the block came by and just decided to be a mean guy and started bullying me much bigger than me a lot heavier he pinned me down he was on top of me trying you know 
trying to hit me in the face and I was trying to defend myself and Fritz was behind the fence going nuts. Uh-huh. Uh, jumped the fence, came over and got Bobby by the back of the neck. Oh, wow. Uh, didn't break the skin, but he was great. He was pretty ferocious and he let him know that if he didn't get off of me, there was going to be a problem. Bobby ran home crying after, you know, Fritz was gracious enough to, to defend me. <laughs> Come to my rescue. Well, what happened after that? After that, his dad came down and beat on the door and was upset about Fritz attacking his son. Uh, A neighbor had seen it from across the street and was coming out by the time Bobby had ran off, and somebody else had saw it as well. And my mom said, this is what happened. You know, he was in his yard, in our yard playing, and Bobby jumped on top, put him down on the ground, started hitting him and beating him, and Fritz was being protective and doing his job. So... I really don't think he talked about calling the police and turning us in. And I I think by the time that was over with, he felt like he wouldn't have a leg to stand on realizing that we were on our property and he was the, uh, the aggressor. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of um, full of lessons for us, isn't it? But let's talk about Fritz for a minute. Sure. (laughs) Because the parents, you know, that's a different subject. But so what do you see about protection through what Fritz did for you? He was loyal and protective no matter what of all the family, but I was the youngest. So Mm -hmm. he was just, he was my, he was a family dog, but he was my dog. And it makes me think of how no matter what situation we're in, in life, God is there to protect us. And we just have to cry out, you know, Abba Father, he's there waiting to hear from us. So I always appreciated it. And when, you know, when we lost him, it was probably one of the toughest things as a, a young boy that I faced at that time. Yeah, he was a good companion. He really was. It was always fun when I, we had one of those kind of open breezeway schools and I'd look out the window and he was right there. He knew which classroom I was in. So yeah. he would be outside of the classroom and my mom would have to come pick him up. And, you know, <laughs> That's amazing. You know, you don't see many loose dogs these days. So those were the days when, yes, it yeah, was. when your dog could follow you to school. He would. He would just jump the fence and show up. Yeah, so. That's neat. That's neat. You Later, as an adult, as a dad, you and your uh, family found a cool little dog named Zoe. Tell us a little bit about her. Yes. So we rescued Zoe. She was this, she looked kind of like a mini lab at the time. She was black and had a little white spot on her head, but she was a puppy just covered in fleas and ticks. And my, my precious daughter, my angel, Michaela, found her and brought her to me and said, Daddy, we, we've got to save this this dog. And I was in Tennessee at the time and we lived in Chicago because I was in the Navy. And I thought, how are we going to do this? But I promised her we'd take care of it. So we took, you know, treated Zoe and uh, she named the dog Zoe and we treated her and got her cleaned up and got rid of the fleas and the ticks. And uh, as we proceeded back to Chicago where we were stationed, we, um, she was so small, she could fit inside my shoe actually at the time. Wow. Very small. Yeah. It was easy to sneak her in the hotels. I don't advise that, but, (laughs) you know, we did do that and we got her back and she just became this, you know, great dog, appreciative of everything, loved the family, very close to Michaela. She was kind of Michaela's little dog Uh as well. And she was a real people person. She loved people and she could read people as well. Yeah. Well, that's a real talent for anyone. How would you, what kind of an example can you give me of... Uh, how she could read. She liked everybody, but there were certain people who, if they were mean to uh, to us or mean to someone in the family, they would definitely know. Zoe would let them know. Usually she was happy-go-lucky and a foodie, and she'd you know, watch the Food Network and all that kind of stuff, just one of those dogs. <laughs> uh, and there was a time when she used to go to work with Annalise, and this is a long time ago, and one of the people that worked with her, uh, actually the person that hired her when she came from South Africa, was kind of a not so nice person and Zoe loved everybody at the office and there, it was a dog friendly office. Uh-huh. 
there was a whenever she would come down to Annalisa's office, Zoe, uh, Zoe would get irate and just chase her out of there. This little bitty dog, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 pounds, ferocious, like, you know, she had stole her dog food or did something. <laughs> and she would get mad and run down to her office and then complain about Zoe. And this lady who was a dog owner had two big dogs. But she was kind of, uh, the way she treated her staff was not so nice, berating employees and yelling and screaming and Stuff that's not conducive to a good work environment, and I don't think Zoe appreciated that. So, yeah, isn't that interesting? How our dogs can pick up on things that maybe we don't realize how bad they are until they react, and you, what's yeah. going on there? You know, I would say she was a really good judge of character, and uh-huh. then with everybody else there, she she loved them. She'd go visit the people in their different offices, and mm-hmm. you know, got along with them. But she did not like this lady. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, Jacques, I've known you a long time, and I would definitely describe you as a people person. And in thinking about Zoe uh, and our uh, and our dogs, sometimes they're real dogs or dogs, but they're people <laughs> persons too, you know. So, h- how can we become better people persons? I, you know, I, you mentioned the dogs. I think they're a great example to emulate some of the things they do. I can remember watching her um, when we were in Chicago or when we moved to Texas and how she would react with people and uh, and just how she loved people. Mm-hmm. Uh, she really loved my mom. Whenever my mom would come to visit, Zoe would be right there by her side. And, and when my mom was sick and going through cancer treatment, she seemed to sense that something was wrong. And her compassion, if that's, you know, people might sound like that's odd, but you could see like in her eyes, in the dog's eyes, mm-hmm. her compassion and care and like concern uh, for my mom at the time. So she, I think there's a lot that we can learn and I do every day from, from my dogs uh, and the dog I have now. So Yeah, the compassion and um, s- the sense. How do you think we can be better about that? Because God does call us to love other people and sometimes other people aren't that lovable and we find out later maybe some of the reason why. Maybe they were going... Th- through some health issues and nobody knew about it. Right. It could be problems at home. How can we be more sensitive uh, using the role model of our dogs to what people are going through so we can love them? I, I think taking the time, you know, mm. to ask them how they're doing and being sincere and genuine in asking that because we've had a really difficult year and, and our dog, current dog, Tessa, would pick up on that and she just would change and show more love and jump up on Annalise's lap when things weren't, you know, and things were tough and seemed to sense it. So I think for us, if we take that time and not just, hey, how are you? And, and, you know, waiting for the generic, oh, I'm fine. Really check on that person. How are they doing? How's things with you and your family? Or, mm-hmm. you know, how's things going with your, your new job or whatever the case may be? Uh, and showing that love, that love of Christ that he showed us. Because mm-hmm. I think about the people that showed me love when I was a little kid running through the neighborhood and being mischievous and and they were praying for me and talking to me and, you know, inviting me to church. And I think back, wow, they they didn't have to do that, but Mm -hmm. they showed, they went that extra step for me uh, to make a difference. Yeah. Instead of being on the surface, as I have one friend that calls it just doing the news, weather and sports with people rather than really asking questions that are more probing, for example. Yeah. I, yeah, I think if you're genuine and sincere instead of, you know, there, there's a person I can think of that's really not like that. And, and when she asks you different things, you know, it's just she's waiting for that standard answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I see that kind of like 
saccharin that you put in your uh, your coffee. Well, I don't. I drink mine black. But, yeah. you know, it's not real sugar. It's fake. So. Yeah. Well, the, my grandmother used to say, oh, they're saccharin sweet. You know, that's, they're not the real sugar. That's, yeah, that's know? how they're I view it. Yeah, that, that's yeah. great. It's true. Jacques, before you tell us some more about your other dogs, I'd like to tell you and our listeners about our sponsor today, Branscombe Law. Clients come first at Branscombe Law. I've known their talented, dedicated lawyers for years. They offer solid legal solutions to individuals and businesses for real estate, water law, corporate formation, estate planning, and more. With offices in San Antonio, Austin, and Corpus Christi, their team is ready to serve your legal needs. Find your lawyer at BranscomLaw.com. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, godandourdogs.com, with bonus material inspired by show guests on the Want a Treat page. Check out the show webpage for regular updates, resources, and thoughts to ponder. That's godandourdogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective, God and our dogs. This is Destiny, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Jacques DuBose. Before the break, Jacques told us about childhood dog Fritz and the role model we find in his people person dog, Zoe. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jacques. Yes, thank you for having me. And um, you mentioned Tessa uh, just very briefly in the first part of the show. Tell us a little bit about Tessa. So Tessa is, she'll be seven in November, a feisty little Yorkie that's very loyal, Uh very loving, and got a great personality. She loves meeting people. She's not so much a dog dog. She's not fond of other dogs and Uh takes her time to get to know them. Uh, but she's so protective. Any noise that she hears, she lets us know. You know, if the UPS guy's there, she's going to let us know five minutes before. She, mm-hmm. When I'm coming home, only says she's at the door. Like when you turn the block two blocks away, she realized, I don't know, she's got this weird sense of being able to do that. And you could be outside for a few minutes and come back in and she acts like you've been gone a month. She's just so happy and jumping up and down and jumps on the back of the couch like a cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except mm-hmm. she's happy. She's not just whatever. She's like greeting you and wants to play, very playful, loves her toys, mm-hmm. uh, and very protective of our son, yeah. little Jacques. Little Jacques. Well, and if our listeners are listening on Bernie Radio, they've heard of Jacques because he does the weather and does a very good job. He does. He loves it. He's also <laughs> yeah. a big fan of Bernie Radio. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Well, did you get Tessa as a, a puppy or did you rescue her like Zoe? How did she come to your family? She actually bought her. Uh, she was a gift for Annalise. And, uh-huh. and uh, my daughter Beverly said, you should really get mom a Yorkie. She's always wanted one. And, you know, her neighbors had Yorkies in South Africa. And she just liked their spunky attitude and their personality. Mm-hmm. And so we went to look at some Yorkies one oh, day. Oh, you never go to look at a puppy. <laughs> we <here>. did. <laughs> uh, we, we went to look at these You're coming puppies. home with one. Yeah. It wasn't the intent just to go check them out. And there was all these other smaller puppies. I was looking at a little teacup Yorkie. Uh-huh and tiny little thing and i i was trying to imagine that dog playing with my son and the guy said well that one's skull won't heal all the way so you Uh have to be careful when she's jumping off a curb or so i'm thinking of dogs as i was a kid 
And then there's this one dog who's out in the back who, who snuck, followed my son around all around the back part of the, of where the breeders had his dogs. And then she snuck in when we went inside to look at other dogs and she just kind of followed little Jacques all around and he was playing with her and she was kind of, you know, bigger ears than normal and longer legs. And the guy said, well, nobody's picked her or her, her sister. And I just looked at her. And I was like, she doesn't look like the other Yorkies. There's something different about her. Yeah. But she kind of picked little Jacques and he picked her as we're looking at all these other dogs and we watched the connection between them. And, um, you always have your credit card with you, you know, uh-huh. and so our looking turned into bringing this cute little Yorkie puppy home to Bernie, Texas, yeah, <laughs> the beautiful yeah. little country. And I know <laughs> it's, it's you, you can't. Well, you know, if you brought your credit card, it was a done deal. It was a done deal. <laughs> yeah. And so and, and actually we still had Zoe at the time. Uh-huh. So Zoe actually help train Tessa on how to be a good dog that lives in a house, how, well, to, isn't that cool? how to go outside and how to take care of business uh-huh. and not to do the things that'll get you in trouble on the area rugs. So yeah. it was funny to watch this old, old lady Zoe training little Tessa. I mean, she just took her out there and they got along great. And uh-huh. so it, it was interesting. Yeah. She's, you know, everybody in the neighborhood knows her because we have a, a wrought iron fence. Mm-hmm. And when she's out back uh, and we have this little, paved sidewalk on the side of the house she's at the gate letting everybody know that you know you're walking on my sidewalk and you have the audacity (laughs) to walk by we live on the corner of a cul-de-sac with a brick wall on one side but even through the wall she lets them know (laughs) Uh, she's defending the place she is she's defending the whole neighborhood (laughs) oh my gosh well that's fun well what kinds of things have you taught her to do we have taught her a lot of cool things Uh, she loves to play with balls she loves tennis balls she loves fetch and keep away and she actually we were at a a place in austin going through this outdoor mall i think it was domain and there was these kids playing soccer in a green space and she just went up and took this soccer ball from a kid like with her nose and she started dribbling it around and i was blown away because i'd been playing with a soccer ball with her and, and she pushed it around but she can actually move a soccer ball around like somebody playing soccer and the uh-huh. mom got upset. She goes, that's my kid's ball. <laughs> she's she's going to give it back. She's just having fun. <laughs> uh, but it was so interesting to watch her do yeah. that. And then the, you know, the little balls you get to play in the pool, little beach uh-huh. balls. Sure. She loves those. And she'll actually, if you're in the pool and you throw it up to her, she jumps up and she hits it with her nose and hits it back to you. And she tries to keep it, keep a volley going. She enjoys that. Like if you catch it and get it back to her, she will keep volleying that ball. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just a hoot to watch her do that, you yeah. know, and, and other things, if there's, it, she doesn't like birds in the backyard. So if she sits on the couch and sees birds, uh, she starts growling and she has to go outside and let them know that you got to fly somewhere else. Not here. <laughs> so, but uh, just, you know, you can tell her to go get a certain toy and uh-huh. she'll go find it. Yeah. Uh, and all the words that dogs can, can remember, you know, she knows she's a dog. So if you say dog, her ears perk up. Food, her ears really perk up. Oh, well, up. of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, food motivated. But ball's one of her favorite foods. And, and um, unfortunately, she's got a couple of addictions. And one of them is uh, kettle corn. Oh, so yeah. Okay. When, when we're making popcorn, she's demanding that popcorn before it's even ready. She knows. She's she's demanding it. We went to Corpus over the break. The kids were on break and uh, made some popcorn there. And even there, she's like, okay, I know we're not at home, but I know what you guys are making. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, you know, it makes me wonder some of the things you, you told me before the show I, really piqued my interest. So what's the difference between having a new puppy and then having a rescue in your family? How does that, 
or do they both behave the same way? Do you what differences have you noticed? You know, some differences and some similarities. I'd say the similarities are that I guess uh, with Tessa, she was there much longer. She should have already been picked, or you know, mm-hmm. somebody bought her. So she'd been around and seen other dogs come and go. Zoe was not. She probably wouldn't have made it much longer. She was in really bad shape, and we mm-hmm. got her to a vet and got her checked out. I think just this fierce loyalty that she had and this love. She was the most loving dog uh, that I've come across. Uh, Tessa was never in that situation, you know, because we bought her. But uh-huh. I think having her as a puppy as well, they bond with the family differently. Uh, and, and we did foster some dogs as well from one point. But uh, that's always tough when you got a dog and you're trying to help other dogs. Yeah. But I just think there you do see a difference, you know. And Tessa can be a, a, a little bit of a prima donna sometimes, but she's not a... She's a tomboy. You say, yeah. <laughs> you try to put. She's not a chameleon like Zoe was. She, she, you, what you see is what you get. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. But they're both a part of your family. Yeah, yeah. Both a part of the family. And Tessa's traveled quite a bit. She's uh-huh. flown with us to other parts of the country. She travels pretty well. Uh, she she travels well in a vehicle, on a plane. So and, and she just expects that you know whatever the family's doing, I'm going to be a part of it. And yeah. and we don't feel. When she's not there, it doesn't feel the same you yeah. know, when we're doing something. Uh, yeah, so. that's a really interesting point. So what do you think the similarities are between dogs being a part of our family and us being a part of God's family? I, I think the similarities are is that, you know, the dogs accept us just as we are and they love us no matter what. God's unconditional love is always there and he's just waiting for us to reach out to him. And I, I think with dogs, you, you'll get the same, you know, if you love them. And I've even seen people that don't always treat their dogs so well, but those dogs are still loyal and loving to that owner. Uh, and it makes you scratch your head sometimes like, why, you know, why treat a dog that way? That's just so wrong. But I think they, whoever that, that owner is and that person that takes care of them and feeds them and loves them and pets them and shows them all the, you know, plays with them, uh, that dog is just a part of the family. And, and God wants us to be that. He wants us to, you know, I, I see how she'll jump up in my lap or on Lisa's lap and want some love and attention. And we can fall at God's feet and cry out, Abba, Father. We can get in his lap and talk to him and tell him what our needs are and, mm-hmm. and thank him for all the blessings that we have, you know, and yeah. from, from a beautiful day to providing for us. And I, I think the dogs, are, it's similar with the dogs. They realize that everything they have comes from us and they're so much more appreciative. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that. Yeah, you, you can point. get into the world and forget about where things come from and where your provisions come from. And so you got to step out in faith and rely on God as as our dogs rely on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting, too, when you made the comment about missing Tessa, which she wasn't around. I wonder if God misses us if we're not around. I, I think, you know, he desires relationship with us. So if we are the prodigal son or we've wandered off or we're astray, he desires to for us to be there with him and have that relationship. Yeah, and that's how I feel, and I, I believe that you know, as just as as he goes after the lost sheep, he goes after us. Mm-hmm. But we also have that free will, so we have to make that choice. But I, you know, definitely relationship is so crucial in the body of Christ, and the relationship first starts with God mm-hmm. and exactly. that salvation that we have through Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a beautiful picture that we can keep in mind of our dogs, no matter if they come to us when they're a puppy or they're a rescue dog, they're still part of our family, just right. like us. We're, we're kind of rescue dogs we in are. a way, aren't we? We are, yeah, because we, 
we were strays until we said yes and, yeah. and realized that there's only one true source and one way to the Father. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, yeah, I see myself as a rescue dog sometimes. Yeah, yeah I've never <laughs> thought about that until now. And I talk about rescue dogs a lot. <laughs> so, anyway, well, thank you, Jacques, for helping me think about things in a new way today. I appreciate that. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we close the show and I let you go, Jacques, I'd like you to tell us about what you do with Wounded Warrior Project. Thanks. Well, with Wounded Warrior Projects, as the Regional Director for Grassroots West, I get the opportunity to engage warriors, work with our elected officials, their elected officials in the West, so going pretty far out there, uh-huh, all the way to yes. the other coast. And our, our goal is we get warriors engaged and get them uh, to the Capitol so they can advocate for policies and, and laws that impact veterans and wounded warriors. And so we're having a fly-in th- next week, actually, where we have 75 warriors 113 meetings set up with their elected officials. Wow, that's a lot. It is. We'll be on the Senate side, the House side, and then we'll have testimony as well taking place with our CEO. And it's exciting times, and these warriors have made a difference as far as the PACT Act that was recently passed. Wounded Warrior Project played a crucial role in getting that legislation passed. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for all you and Wounded Warriors does for our wounded warriors and our military just in general. Thanks for being with us today, too, Jacques. I really appreciate it. Certainly. It's wonderful to be here. Before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Both puppies and rescues joined our family. I love all of them. I love Bullet and I love Maisie because of who they are. They are an important part of our family. I ponder if God thinks of us in the same way. Whether we are young or old, he loves us and wants us in his family. Let us know what you think after pondering. Email stories at GodInOurDogs.com. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for show bonuses. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs and click follow. Subscribing and following helps the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. God and Our Dogs.com. I'm Clint Buck. And I'm Mary Adair. At Branscombe Law, our clients come first. Our talented and dedicated lawyers and staff take pride in offering solid legal solutions to individuals and their businesses. Our attorneys focus on a variety of legal practice areas, including litigation, real estate, water law, employment, energy, corporate formation, and estate planning. Our team is ready to serve you and your legal needs. Visit us at BranscombeLaw.com for more information. children's story time as the patrick heath library is open today from 10 to 4 this is bernie radio